Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. It is Tuesday, July 14th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. So much has happened in the last few days that our news timeline has become absolutely warped, so much so that you might have missed that five-star cornerback Tony Grimes, a North Carolina commit, had decided to reclassify from the class of 2021 to the class of 2020. And that was according to 24-7 Sports' Steve Wiltfong, who broke the news last week on Friday. And that all means that Grimes, a Virginia Beach product who had actually just committed to the Tar Heels on the last day of June, will be enrolled at North Carolina this fall. His ranking will change when 24-7 sports updates it to fit the 2020 class, and you can expect that to happen in a few days. But as a class of 2021 prospect, Grimes was the number seven player in the industry-generated 24-7 sports composite, which is good for the second highest rated player to ever sign with North Carolina. And that's just one of the many layers to this storyline. How he helps the Tar Heels immediately is, of course, another one. And considering that this season will be shortened and hopefully not canceled, is there any hesitancy on Carolina's part to go ahead and start his eligibility clock? That, to me, is another storyline here. It kind of feels like baseball in a way. Another, another layer, we just don't see this often. We, it's very rare to see high school football players reclassify. Not in basketball, but in football. Yes, JT Daniels jumps out. That's about it. Maybe, though, we're about to see more of it because the fate of high school football is in serious doubt across the country. And it's why Grimes is going to college a year early. Maybe he is just the first of many here. And if that does happen across the country in 2021, you would expect that news to probably break within the next few weeks. So today on the College Football Daily, we've got two interviews as we dig into this story and all of those layers. First is with Don Callahan, a recruiting analyst for Inside Carolina, who says Grimes' big news did not catch too many people by surprise. And, and with Don, we're also going to talk about Grimes' fit at North Carolina and whether he's indeed ready to play this fall. And we're also going to talk to 24-7 Sports Basketball recruiting analyst Brian Snow. Yeah basketball on the college football daily reclassification is all the rage in basketball and brian's got some unique insights into that so let's get going with don up first welcoming in don callahan right now don obviously we're talking about tony grimes and his decision to reclassify has this thing been been brewing for a while or did it sort of pop out out of nowhere it's been brewing for a while when right when the Virginia High School Football Association uh, began to kind of talk about, I guess, potentially not having a football season. Both Grimes and, and his father, Dion Glover, who's also his coach, um, have always been forward thinking throughout this whole process. And 
when they were faced with that, they were like, hey, we only have one class to take and there's really no point in returning to high school if um, there's not going to be a high school season because really the, the whole goal of or the whole purpose of staying for the fall at his high school was to play with his teammates one last time. So obviously as things started to kind of go up in the air even more than they were before and the window of enrolling in that uh, online class, which would have been his, his only class he's required, became smaller and smaller. They had to make a move. Well, that's interesting. And maybe we're going to see a lot more of that than uh, this cycle. So for Tony Grimes, I think there's a lot to unpack here. Mm-hmm. I, he's one of the best players in the class of 2021. He does not have a ranking yet for 2020, but you assume he would be similar to where he is, probably a little bit lower just because of the year gap of development for North Carolina. Was this a move that the Tar Heels were fully behind like that? that They were like, yes, absolutely do it because I, I see some pros and some cons. I see the pros in. All right, we're locking down Tony Grimes's recruitment. Yes, he committed, but maybe Georgia was going to keep making a push. It, you know, it's not like he had signed yet. So we've got Tony Grimes in the fold and he's potentially going to be able to help us this year. And this is a big year for North Carolina. On the flip side, well, we already know we're going to have a shortened season in 2020 if we even have a season at all. So we might have three, two and a half good years of Tony Grimes rather than 2021, 2022, 2023 in full. What do you think about what North Carolina thinks about this decision? Well, I think that it's the whole, you know, bird in the hand, two in the bush sort of mentality is that you're at least going to have him and you, and you lock him in. And that is way more valuable than I guess the, the negatives of making this move. So, so yeah, from, from what I gathered and, and I completely understand it is that North Carolina was like, you want to come in early? Great. Because there's, you know, we all know commitments are non-binding and, um, and even signing a letter of intent is binding, but you know there's ways to get out of it. But enrolling is a lot is a, a lot more harder process. I know it's become easier with um, with the way transfers have been going, but it's a lot harder process to get out of. And if you can lock in a five star cornerback, uh, you do it, especially for North Carolina, who hasn't been a home for five star recruits um, in recent years. Yeah, I was going to say this. Uh, Tony Grimes will register as the second highest rated commit or signee in North Carolina history. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, to me at least, this is only the fourth five star ever. So while it would be unfortunate to not have Tony Grimes for three full seasons, and let's face the reality, like kids these days, the five stars these days, they're not looking to say four years. So we're, we're talking in terms of threes. That would be a bummer. But I saw someone on, on the boards at, over at Inside Carolina mentioned they made a great point. You sign a Tony Grimes, you're going to have the ability now to, to sign more Tony Grimes, right? Like this is just, it could be just be, be the beginning of something. Yes. And, and because some of the, the whole signing five star guys is kind of like a, a, like a self-fulfilling prophecy sort of thing in the way that you know, five star guys might not want to come there because other five star guys haven't gone there yet. And right. now that you have Tony Grimes going there, it kind of makes it okay for five-star guys to come. It's kind of like the whole Sam Howell thing. I, you know, uh, Gavin Blackwell, and I know I'm going off the trail a little bit here, but Gavin Blackwell, four-star wide receiver, said that Sam Howell made it cool 
for a top recruit in North Carolina to go to North Carolina. I think Tony Grimes is now making it cool for a five-star recruit to go to North Carolina now. Can he help the Tar Heels this year? Is he ready? I think so. I think really, um, from from my experiences, he's the most college-ready cornerback that I've seen coming out of high school. Uh, UNC does have a lot returning at, in the secondary, but, um, I mean, you don't get more prepared than Tony Grimes. And, and this is a kid who really, if you, if you know his background and what he does on a daily basis, I mean, he's always doing things to prepare for not only the college level, for, for the pro level from, from his workouts to you know, he does yoga. He works out with a bunch of different trainers for different things. Um, so, yeah, so he's as polished as they come. Can't wait to see what happens. Tony Grimes probably going to make an impact this fall. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Don for joining us. We're going to take a quick break, and then the College Football Daily will return with an interview with Brian Snow. And stay tuned, because after that, we do have a few news items to get to. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Brian, when I say reclassify, what do you think of? Is there a guy who you can remember as being the first, or is this just a trend that's been going on as long as you can remember? You know, I'm getting kind of older now, so I forget things. So I can't remember who was the first, but it's definitely been something that's going on for a little while now. Um, It kind of started, I think, a lot of like Canadian kids would kind of pick their grade at the end of – the end of July after travel basketball would be done. They, because they have a different educational system, they'd go from one class to another. Also, you would see it um, in, in New England with the prep schools where a lot of guys would do five years of high school instead of four, or they planned on doing five and then would just decide, no, I already graduated. I'm going to go four. So you, you see stuff like that. It used to be kids would reclassify in order to get their academics right. So they would do a fifth year instead of a fourth year. Now kid, now some do three years instead of four years. A, a guy who did that was Marvin Bagley. And then some kids plan on doing five years and then decide they only want three years of high school. And then they reclassify at that point. So it, it's a unique deal all around, but it it's fairly common at this point. The basketball players are doing it, of course, to just accelerate their path to the NBA and, and to get that that first or that second NBA contract, rather. Um, and they only have to be in college for one year. College football is a little bit different, but we, we've started to see it uh, as the years have gone by. We've seen it you know, last week with Tony Grimes in North Carolina. We saw it with JT Daniels a few years ago at USC. I think... There's, I don't think there's any sort of negative stigma around it. Do you remember though in basketball, maybe if there ever was, or has this always been an accepted practice? Um, the only negative stigma I remember is roughly when you would know if a kid was doing like a fifth or sixth year to try to get academically eligible. It, that meant, 
but it was never like, oh, you're, you're rushing to college. Uh, that was never really something that I've ever heard. Now, there are situations where I'm like, I don't know if that's the best thing. Like you need physical development. You really need that extra year, you know, just before you get to a college program and start getting beaten up by older, more physical guys. I don't think there's ever been a national stigma involved in reclassification in basketball in that regard. You know, like I said, you, you had the academic situations, but the NCA changed those rules. So that doesn't even really apply anymore as to what people used to be doing, where they take like 12 classes their fifth year of high school in order to get eligible. The thing about reclassification that's always sort of caught me off guard is how late these decisions seem to be made. It's wouldn't you think, Brian, that the, the legwork required to cram literally an extra year of academic courses in would mean that that decision needs to be made by your real junior year of high school and not the summer before maybe you're going to college? Yeah, this is where it gets interesting, especially if the kid's a good student, because like, I don't know all the requirements that the NCAA has, but it's very different than graduation. So, you know, for a kid who's just NCAA eligible, you can pick up an extra English class in the summer. And that's what, what happens. So yeah, it seems like it happens late, but you don't need to fill your, you know, your extra PE credit to be NCAA eligible. You don't need to fill shop class if they even still offer that in high schools. I have no idea. (laughs) Like, you know, that you don't have to fill that stuff. So that actually, it's not really an extra year. Usually like it's an extra English class because you need four years of English or, you know, you've got to get a certain level of math. You don't need your, your third foreign language credit. Like that, that's not as important. So the, the, so the kids are able to like basically fill those extra two classes on their, on their transcript in a summer, which is realistic instead of, you know, a full year. Okay. Gotcha. College basketball players are, you, you take a high school player and it's pretty remarkable. You you see what were what were they ranked in high school? They have a year in college, and usually that ranking is a pretty 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 accurate. It's pretty much how they're reflected in the lottery. College football is a lot different. So all that's to say is that college basketball, these kids in high school, by the time they're juniors or seniors, like they know they're going to be making big money in the NBA. They know it's they're just going to be playing in college basketball for one year. So for college football, I think it's more of a risk because these guys, and the sport's a little bit more grueling to me, uh, these guys are, are literally tossing away an extra year of development as a means to get to college faster with a more uncertain future because it's just less likely to translate as perfectly as, as college basketball to the NBA does, is there a concern uh, on your end or, or maybe not a concern, but something that you see as a difference between college basketball players doing this and college football players doing this? I think the first part of your point goes to just that Josh Gershon and myself and Travis Branham, we're just better than Wilt Fong and Barton <laughs> and those guys at ranking players. I, I think that's the clear indication there. Um, but yeah, like, in, in basketball, realistically, if you have an elite player, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, uh, Anthony Edwards, whatever it may be, you know when those guys are juniors in high school, while they might not be able to like be totally in, in the NBA as a contributor yet, you know they're going to be in the NBA, like, and they could be in the NBA, you know, be it at the end of the bench. 
obviously in football, not the case. Um, I guess every once in a while, an example that sticks out to me, maybe in football where you, you as close to that as possible was Maurice Claret. And he actually enrolled early at Ohio state and, you know, he hit the ground running and it was like, wow, this dude, if he stays with his head on his shoulders, is being the, he's ready for the NFL now, but that's really rare. Um, basketball, it's far less rare. There are kids in high school who could legitimately be on an NBA roster. There aren't really kids in high school can that, that can legitimately be on an NFL roster. So it does change the, uh, the equation, so to speak. And also just a lot of those kids, you look at a JT Daniels, if you look at like, that's a straight, not a straight mental position, but quarterback, it's so much, you have to have physical tools, but so much of it is mental, mental adjustment, reading, reading a defense, you know, do you process information quickly? And usually in high school, you, you're not going to be challenged in that. So the, there's different challenges that go into that. Whereas in basketball, it's a skill sport more than football is an athleticism sport. So you, but you can tell those skills in high school and how they, how they continue to translate up the level up the levels, but you don't have that like mental read and react that you'll see in a quarterback. You handle pressure in that regard. So that's a little bit different as well. All right. Good stuff from Brian. Snow. Brian, you're the first basketball guy that we've ever gotten in on the college football daily. It's been over a year now. So congratulations. And thanks for joining us. It's always good to make history. We'll see what happens with all of this. It's certainly likely that a handful of 2021 prospects go this route. Though in the long-term reclassification on the high school football level, just does not make that much sense to me. Okay, speaking of reclassification in football, the poster child is JT Daniels. And, well, he delivered some news of his own on Monday that he's eligible to play immediately at Georgia. No word on what grounds the NCAA might have approved his waiver. But regardless, he now enters a very spirited quarterback battle with Jamie Newman who arrived this offseason from Wake Forest. Remember when Jake Fromm and his 7.4 yards per attempt went early to the NFL and we kind of thought Georgia's quarterback room was in shambles? Not so. Now you've got Daniels, a former five-star, and you've got Newman, who's an accomplished college player. And only one of those guys can win the job. And I almost wonder today how Jamie Newman must feel because I don't think he transferred to Athens to spend his final collegiate season as a backup, but regardless, if you're trying to win the playoff, you better have a good quarterback. You better have a good quarterback room. Georgia today can say that they have both of those things. We've covered at the University of Texas the football players push for a more diverse and accepting campus, which included sitting out recruiting and donor-related events until a change to the school alma mater, which is the Eyes of Texas. Well, Texas is not going to change the Eyes of Texas. It announced Monday, but its interim president did announce a bevy of changes and missions going forward, which, among other things, include renaming buildings and the football field, erecting statues, and allocating a multi-million dollar investment from the athletics revenue to recruit, attract, retain, and support black students. Longhorn players reacted positively to this news on Twitter. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. Leave us that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review as well. Helps us get through what's been a really long off-season. For our producer, Tony Levitt, for Don Callahan, for Brian Snow, I'm Trey Scott. We will see you on Wednesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.